0: Hello everyone and welcome to Mike Springston FFC Podcast, where we coach you in the Word. We're glad to have you from wherever you're listening, studying or downloading the Word of God. Uh, we hope that we're being a blessing to you. We want to thank every one of you for being involved with our ministry. Today, we're going to look into Paul teaching concerning the difference according to grace. This is a very interesting study, and it piggybacks on Paul's understanding and teaching of the Holy Spirit. Uh, this is session two of this, and um, we're looking forward to sharing it with you. Now, I want to remind you, you can contact us at springston 56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministries.com ffcma.org or through Family Fellowship Chapel Direct Messaging. And don't forget my book, I Surrender, uh, available on Amazon or at your local bookstore. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Word of God. Open our eyes that we can see, our ears that we can hear, and our heart that we can understand what the Word of God is saying to us. And then may we apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear Son. Now, Jesus, we ask you to speak to us and reveal to us through the Holy Spirit what you need us to know, do understand, and demonstrate. We'll yield ourselves, sanctify ourselves, and surrender ourselves to it. And then we'll receive it and release it to your people. And from this, we'll be corrected, we'll be blessed, we'll be led, and we'll be guided into the depths of truth. That will certainly change us into your image. We give you all the praise and honor and glory for all of it in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our High Priest, our Lord, and our Man in the Godhead. Amen. Now, I want to share with you something today from uh, Romans chapter 12 and verse 3 that I think is very important. And here we're going to see how the phrases or dimensions of grace are different. Now Paul is teaching us of differences that come to us according to grace. Listen to what Paul says in verse 3. For I say through the grace that is given unto me. Now we could stop right there and we could spend a lot of time and we are going to spend some time on this. But I want you to hear what Paul is saying. For I say through the grace given unto me. To every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. <coughs> Could we all agree that Paul operated in a depth of grace that was much deeper than As we know, Paul was the one who exposed the work of grace to the church. Paul had a deeper relationship with grace than anyone to whom he spoke then. And it's highly probable that Paul had a deeper relationship to grace than to anyone in whom he speaks today. He says... Through the grace that is given me, he's experienced depths of understanding concerning grace to which there has been nobody who has ever gone as far and deep and wide in the experience of grace as Paul. When he begins to speak on grace, he has to speak of things that are far, far advanced than anything that those to whom he was speaking have ever experienced or even would have known. For this reason, Paul says, I'm saying this to you through the grace that is given to me. Paul is saying, I have an understanding that must you must identify. When I speak, I've been in the depths of this work. Now, you can come through the process, but you must understand that there is a process. Faith will be directly correlated with how your grace walk is calculated. Then, he calculates the connection between grace and faith. Faith is determined by Paul to be functional in measures. Now we're going to find out shortly that Paul uses this word also to apply to the measure of the gift of Jesus Christ. And in both instances, it refers to portions. Faith is then portioned or measured Paul is speaking from a deeper measure of both faith and grace. His faith has forced him to go into a more involved position of grace. What's the message that we should see? We have no intellectual inspiration that should cause us, under any terms or conditions, to think of ourselves more than we ought. We have nothing in our human side that bears influence in the spiritual world, but when we understand grace and we use faith with grace, we encounter a dynamic that has a spiritual force that is absolutely, wonderfully powerful. Now, when we're able to develop grace, grace now, when we're able to develop grace, grace is only developed by attaching itself to faith. Grace is not spoken of as being associated by measure in the Scripture. In other words, grace is not spoken of being in portion. Faith is spoken of being in portion. The gift of grace is equal to the portion of the gift of Jesus Christ, it is only associated with portions or measures when it is paired with faith and the gift of Christ. Here's what this is saying: Faith can take faith, can take grace anywhere that faith desires to go. If faith is appropriated and operating correctly, grace will be produced correctly. So if faith has a substance, which would be grace, then faith also has an evidence, which would be the manifestation, or the result. Now the gift of grace, gift of Christ rather, can take grace anywhere Christ went. It can and will accomplish anything that Christ accomplished anything that Christ accomplished. Now this began with what he accomplished in the cross and ended with him as the man in the Godhead bodily. Whatever each of these works represent as a step in the divine development of the believer that could be accomplished by grace are available to the believer who understands the connection because grace is equal to the measure of the gift of Jesus Christ. And grace comes by the measure of faith. Now then, you must know that there are going to be those who, through the deeper expression or dimension of grace, are going to operate in spiritual things, such as prophecy. To those who do and become humble and remain in their faith, they will operate in giftings from grace that come as you grow in your faith walk. So why do we refer to grace as expressing itself in four phases or dimensions? Well, there is a difference between portion, my friend, and phase or dimension. Portion is synonymous with amount or quantity. Phase or dimension is synonymous with stage, part, step, or point. With respect to grace, it operates in stages and has distinct points that orders its work. So when we refer to favor, we are aware of the point of entry where favor is used for being saved. When we refer to influence, we identify a more developed interaction that transforms man's thinking and subsequently his actions. When we speak of grace in the way God does things, we're recognizing that the development of our understanding of grace has come into the ability to manifest his mind and will into the earthly environment. When we speak of an open heaven of judgment whereby every promise in him is yea and amen, we're living in the constant flow of his presence and provision. These phases or dimensions are all introduced by our understanding of faith and the accomplished works of Jesus that began with the cross, all coupled with grace. So we see grace as a gift in Ephesians 2. We see grace as being enhanced in another dimension, as great grace in Acts 4.33. We see it being characterized as more grace in James 4, 6. These are levels, phases, or dimensions in grace that we must be educated and learn about how grace develops. Jesus said, my grace is sufficient, sufficient. He said, grace is a gift. He said, there is great grace, and there is more grace. So we have to be taught to understand the different dimensions of grace. Once educated now, we can develop in these dimensions of grace. From there, our understanding of faith will grow. And our relationship to the accomplishments of Jesus Christ will deeply be enhanced. Paul explained to the Romans just how far grace had taken him. Now look at this and listen very closely. Romans 1, 1-6, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised the full by his prophets in the Holy Spirit, concerning his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Now look at verse six. Among whom whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ? Now look at verse 4, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according, look at verse, back at verse 3, let me go there, concerning his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, verse 4, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now watch this, by whom, by whom, by who? The Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was the Son of God with power. What has happened? We have received grace and apostleship, that's how Paul saw it. For obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Then he made the statement in verse 6 very clearly. And among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. That means that in this process that caused Paul to receive grace for his apostleship. That came from obedience to the faith that brought him among all nations. For the name of the Son of Jesus Christ our Lord, who was the Son of God and manifested the power of God, that same calling resides to you and me. Now, we as a church, global church, want to hang everything in grace on favor. Paul is not doing that, my friend. Paul is not sitting still with favor. He says that he has received from the grace channel his calling as an apostle and his separation under the gospel, and that you are called through the grace channels to do the same because you're in Christ Jesus. All of Paul's positions are due to his servitude and commitment to Jesus Christ, This commitment has separated him from the message of the gospel. These positions were promised by the prophets. This has all been established by the works of Jesus Christ. He has been declared to be the Son of God by his accomplishments. Now watch it now. Paul says here in verse 5, By whom we have received grace and apostleship, for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. He has gone into a dimension of grace, that have reached its absolute highest calling. Grace has transitioned him from the encounter on the road to Damascus into the desert of Arabia and now into the position of apostleship. What was the element of transition? It's the same element you'll go through. Obedience to the faith. Grace is experienced that transition a believer from one relational state to another by obedience and subsequently the development of his faith that has been exposed during the learning process. Paul establishes immediately in Rome the dimensions of grace. This is awesome, but look at the next verse because here we will see the opportunity provided for every believer with respect to transformational grace. Verse six, among whom are ye also called, called to what? Transformational grace, that's what. Called into the depths of grace, that's what. Called to come through obedience by faith, that's what. By who? Jesus Christ, who exhibited, expressed, and was the very power of God. Paul is saying that every man by grace and obedience to the faith can and should be called into a state of transformation. We're called by Jesus Christ exactly to that end. Paul himself started as a servant. So are we. From his position of servitude, grace working through its differing dimensions brought him into the apostleship. Why? Because he was separated for that role. This transition was promised to him by the prophets, but the prophets put no specific name upon those credentials. Why do I mention that? Because if they put no name upon that credentials, then they are as well prophesying about us. Why do I say that? Because among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. The prophets just established that these positions would be available. The means to the position are very clear. It was accomplished by the work of Jesus Christ that began as a seed of David. It was from this seed that life was produced that would experience the cross, live in the Spirit, and be resurrected. He would produce from himself the dimensions of grace from the works associated with his name. Now we access the little known and very minimally accepted teaching of Paul from verse 6. Here you are also the called of Jesus Christ. This opens, my friend, the ramp, the opening, the open window of heaven. By grace for your own experience and expansion of spiritual existence. You can go into the depths of what Paul found if you choose to go. Go. But you will only go through grace by faith and you will only go through the names and the works that are associated with Jesus Christ. You must live obediently, develop your faith by understanding the power that is in that name. We have nothing to hinder our grace. We have nothing to hinder our grace walk but a lack of desire to know the word of truth. This means that every man, spiritually speaking, once they come into Christ, every man controls his own spiritual destiny. Why? Because we're all called to the heights that Paul achieved in grace. So if you're not achieving heights in destiny, spiritual destiny, then you're simply not pursuing those heights of spiritual destiny. Often you're not pursuing him because no one told you you could. Often you're not pursuing them because you don't feel like you're worthy enough. Well, I would remind you, the man that's writing us here that became an apostle through grace, through obedience and faith, was once a murderer. He was once a christ tater. He had everything in the world going against him coming to this position. Except one thing. He found... He met Jesus Christ, and when he met him, he began to pursue him, and he crucified everything in his life, and when he did, he came out of that pure, he came out of that knowing Jesus and having a message that the Holy Ghost had given him directly for the church. Out of that message came those books of the Bible that began uh, with the book of Romans and And goes all the way through the book of Hebrews. See, we're talking about a man just like you and I. Just exactly like you and I. A sinner in his core. Who was saved and changed. If you're not getting into your spiritual achievement in grace, you are just simply not knowing because you have chosen not to pursue it. You have chosen not to learn it. You have chosen not to give heed to it. You've chosen to live... Only in the cocoon of comfort of which you call your life of being saved. Well, let's move along. Now we gain a new perspective on what Paul states to us in verse 3 of chapter 12. It's from this perspective that Paul makes his statement in the beginning of verse 3. For I say through the grace that's been given me. Paul had received a lot of grace. Because he had gotten it through obedience and faith. Paul has experienced the development of both faith and grace. He's seen that the more grace is experienced, the more that he learns to operate in faith. Glory to God. He has seen that the deeper he goes in the realm of faith, the more he locates sufficient grace to be directed to his need. So much grace, so that even in his moment of weakness, there was sufficient grace. For him to be an overcomer. This is a dynamic cycle my friend. And it's one that Paul is charged to reveal to the church. Now I don't think that the church sufficiently has listened, has studied, and has educated themselves on Paul's message. Now, how will you grow in your faith walk? Well, if you're going to get to the depths of grace you're going to have to develop your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we develop our faith with the word, we'll also develop our own relationship with faith. This then extends into grace. Know this, the same word used in Romans 10 and 10 for word is the same word used in John 1 and 1 that describes Jesus Christ as the word. He is the expression of God Faith is the component, my friend, that draws faith into activity. Of that there is absolutely no doubt. But in order to develop the opportunity to expose grace, you must develop your faith by pursuing the Word of God. The formula is simple. More revelation knowledge of the Word equals more grace revealed, which equals more manifestations of presence, power, purpose, and the supplying of your need. Now, this is not, my friend, just you picking up the Word of God and read it. It is not a novel. It is seeking and listening, gaining knowledge. The reason the Word has grown to be less appealing is because we've stopped reading it with a looking eye and a listening heart. We're not hearing from the Holy Spirit because we do not expect to do so. So often we're told that he no longer works that way. Well, those of you that have been told that you got all the Holy Ghost that you ever need when you got saved, that would be your position. Because I'm going to show you here soon that this is not true. The Bible does not teach that. And I'm going to prove it to you through the word of God. So when you think you've gotten all of the Holy Ghost that you need, you will not see him in revelation power. Why? Because the Holy Ghost's role was to reveal Jesus Christ. It was never to reveal himself. It was never for him to feel you. He did not die for you. Jesus died for you. The Holy Ghost's job in salvation was to reveal Jesus Christ to you. Why we thought that we were filled with the Holy Ghost when we got saved is beyond me. We were filled with the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus as the Holy Ghost revealed, convicted, and convinced us of the work required to reconnect you to God. I don't understand it. You need to get in the Word of God... And you need to go there through the Holy Spirit. Now, the reason again that you're not there is because you're not looking through the Holy Spirit to get you there. Because you think you got all the Holy Ghost you ever needed when you got saved. And I want to tell you one more time. The Holy Ghost's job was not to reveal himself. It was to reveal Jesus in the plan of salvation. So as he revealed Jesus and quicken your spirit, the spirit of Jesus came into you. We'll we'll talk more about this later. Now, what what we know is that unless we hear from the Holy Spirit, unless we learn to expect to hear from the Holy Spirit, the word of God will be words on a page. My friend, you should be hearing from the Holy Spirit as you read the word of God. The reason you're not is because in order for you to hear from the Holy Spirit, then you have to be filled with the Spirit, because it is by that means, which is the only means, that Jesus Christ himself is going to speak to you. Friends, if this thing about all you got, when you got saved is true, then grace, think about what I'm about to say. Then grace has totally reached its climax. In the act of favor. If all you got when you got saved was being saved and that is your connection to the Holy Ghost, then in your salvation, grace has totally reached its climax. And that climax is reached in the act of favor. I don't see Paul teaching that. I see Paul teaching that I have come through grace, obedience, and faith into apostleship. I see Paul saying in Romans 12, 3, by the, the grace that is given to me. I see Paul talking about a depth of grace. I see the scripture identifying greater grace and more grace. If we got all we were supposed to have in the measure of favor, then grace has reached the climax and favor is all there is and being saved is all there is. And you know what? It it makes us remain attached to the earthly thing. Did you ever think? Everything that happened after the cross happened out of the sight of man. The only thing that happened in the earthly realm was the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Once they took him off the tomb and, uh, the, the cross and put him in that tomb, every element now was left to a spiritual plan. Think about that. Every element left was left to a spiritual plan. So if all we got was favor in grace, then the problem is we have convinced ourselves that we have climaxed in the act of God's favor because we have no means beyond that favor to develop our faith. The word no longer speaks in Revelation that reveals anything for which one should be able to read and begin to stretch themselves beyond the cross that would stretch you in the faith realm. It is possible that faith in the biblical sense... Now watch this now. Is it possible that faith in the biblical sense has also ceased? Well, my friend, that's foolishness and hogwash. We know that faith is operational. So if it is in the Word, if it is the Word, must also be operational. If it is, grace is operational. If it is, the Spirit is operational. If it is, then heaven is still operating to communicate themselves to and through men. My friend, God is still working. If we disconnect from any one of these, we disconnect from all of these. Each of these, beginning with the word of God, remain operational in our moment and our time. Since that is true, we can be assured that the entirety of the principles that the Word teaches are every one operational. This follows through to the work of the Holy Spirit, including the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Soon, I'm going to preach a message entitled The Fail-Proof Ministry. You don't want to miss it. I'm done for tonight, but I'm not finished. Father, I praise you. I ask you to open our eyes that we can see and our ears that we can hear and our heart that we can understand. Father, bring us to truth. May we come to the realization of our own abilities to short-circuit the plan of God. May we come to that realization and go into more grace Because grace did not climax at the cross. Grace began at the cross. Father, I thank you for the word of God. Minister to us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, so good to to see you. I hope you enjoyed it. Study it. Listen to it. That's why this podcast is so wonderful. Study the scripture. And until we speak again, if you'll find him as Lord... You'll be able to bring everything to him and he'll make every, every knee bow. But if you'll find him as the man in the Godhead, he will speak directly to you and show you things to come. That's where we want to go. That's where we must go in Jesus Christ. May God bless you.